Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Durian from Safeguard Global. And we'll be talking about the business case or the use case that prospects and customers use to pick Safeguard. So without any further ado, Dory, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and Safeguard Global? Sure thing. Thanks, William. Um, sure. So my name is Dory Chisayat. I'm a CTO of Safeguard Global. I joined the company about a little bit over a year ago. Um, and I think what attracted me to Safeguard is the same thing that attracts a lot of folks to Safeguard. It's the idea that you can build your team anywhere in the world. Um, and that was something that uh, really attracted me. I've, I've had a lot of experience building teams around the world uh, in other sorts of roles. And this, and this particular way of going about it that Safeguard has, it really uh, frees up so much of the uh, reduces so much friction, gives you a lot more insight into capabilities. And so um, I was excited to help build out the technology platform that makes that um, really robust for customers. It's, it's super interesting to me because you would have been one of the recipients prior to this. You would have been somebody that, you know, has a, a tech team, you know, in 20 different countries, like, okay, this is fantastic. They're all, fan- these are all great. Uh, folks, how am I going to pay them? <laughs> like, how am I going to? I've got, I've got the wonderful, you know, front end developer in Bosnia. Okay, now how to? Great, you found them. Uh, how do I? How do I get money into their, you know, hands or services? How do I get them, you know, benefits, etc. So you would have been, you know, a beneficiary of Safeguard, and now you're, now you're, you're helping to, you know, kind of build the platform and extend the platform and do all kinds of stuff. So it's, this is, this is going to be a fascinating conversation. Um, take us into, if we can do kind of not features and attributes, but just take us into what, you know, the problem that, you know, that Safeguard solves from a technology perspective and how you solve it. So I, I the biggest challenge that HR professionals face is, is one that I think people don't talk about. It's friction. So it's, you know, they need to go through, analyze, and they need to understand the talent landscape. They need to understand their own landscape. They then need to recruit. They need to select the people, find the people, bring them on board. Then they need to hire them. There's a whole process of of legal and compliance that you need to go through, background verification, all that kind of good stuff. And then you need to manage them. So again, in every country, it's a little bit different. So there's a there's a, there's a lot you have to understand about how to pay people, how to how to manage them compliantly, and all the rest of that. And 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 you need to be able to pay them at the end of the day. So analyze, recruit, hire, manage, and pay. And, and what our industry has done very well is solve those problems, but in silos, right? So the right. HR professional has to connect that all together themselves, and that introduces a heck of a lot of friction. And so what Safeguard Global really tries to do is eliminate all that friction, make it seamless within one technology stack. Well, or or rather what I should say is our technology stack allows your technology stacks, your, your systems to integrate 
and be able to analyze, recruit, hire, manage, and pay um, anywhere in the world. So it reduces a lot of the friction and, and enables you to kind of access global talent in a way that you've never been able to do before. And, and you also, I mean, in doing so, you work with a lot of uh, systems of record, uh, the, the Workdays, the SAPs, uh, Oracles, and some, some of the pay, larger payroll providers that do global payroll and global services and other types of global things. You can integrate uh, with some of those folks and you're partnered with, with some of those folks, I'm assuming. That's right. Yeah. Well, the way we look at it, um, we want our customers to come in with what they have and for us to be able to adapt and customize to, to what they need to be able to do within our system. So this is, this is what we call work in any way. You come in with your HRIS system or your VMS system or your time tracking system, and then we help knit those things together with our local market expertise um, and allow you to, to create the work model that, that, that works best for you. And that can, and that could also change over time. Um, and we could talk a little bit about that, but I think we also recognize the fact that the world is changing. Um, your businesses are changing and you need to be able to attract and hire talent, um, uh, in unique ways, regardless of, uh, regardless of the, of the, of the economic or, or talent, um, global talent, uh, uh, situation. So, so that's, so that's what safeguard tries to do is, is, is give you that flexibility. Uh, I love that. It's refreshing actually to hear because so often I run into situations where there's closed systems and kind of a closed mentality. Uh, so I love that y'all play well in the sandbox with uh, a lot of different folks. Um, I've studied global uh, payroll for years and uh, I've tried to explain it to, to people that don't, you know, that don't, 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 that don't study it is it's, it's, uh, it's as if there's about 10 different business models. So in, without using brand names and all that other stuff, it's like, you know, imagine that there's not, if you have, if you have employees in, uh, again, Singapore, we'll just use something simple. You have employees in Singapore, there's about 10 different ways to get them paid and be HR compliant. Um, and, and then it might be even more than 10 at this point. <laughs> I might be making it too simple. Um, how do you, how do y'all look at that? that's you know different than what you see in the marketplace how do you look at kind of just structurally either the platform or just your your mentality around paying people in compliance how it's different than what you see in the marketplace hmm. yeah i th- i think what you said there that there's many different ways in which talent needs to be managed or paid within a within a local environment right is is that's that's a lot of where that friction introduces. So for instance, we could use words like gig or contingent or, or, or direct employees. And that will mean different things in different countries. And, and, and in fact, uh, some countries will design their, their local legislation in such a way where uh, it, it becomes almost impossible to generalize. You have to be very specific. And so the way that we've designed our technology is to abstract data from business logic. So that's one very important principle. And that's what allows us also to be able to play well with many different uh, HRIS, VMS systems uh, so that you you could basically shuttle data back and forth between these different systems, have those systems 
perform the operations that they're best at performing, whether it's performance management or benefits or, or payments, um, but then con uh, conceive of a harmonized ecosystem of data so that, so that everybody basically has a copy, the most relevant copy of that data. And that provides basically the, the value that customers want. They, 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 at the end of the day, they don't want to deal with the, the complexity of local legislation so they right. can pass that over to us. Um, uh, it, but, you know, over time, they may have hundreds of workers in a particular country, in which case they may say, you know what, Safeguard doesn't need to manage that anymore. I'm happy to bring that in house. Right. And then we could just manage the payroll aspect of it. So it allows us to also evolve with the customer. And by having the separation of data from the business logic, um, it gives that flexibility to that customer and, and to us as well. Which, by the, for everyone listening, which is completely different than what you would see in a in a in a, in a different provider, and that's uh, that was kind of the point is y'all do y'all do this differently, fundamentally different. Um, you, you mentioned change, and obviously COVID are ushered in a whole lot of discussions around remote work, <laughs> work from anywhere, etc. So it kind of sped some of this stuff up that y'all have been working on for a long time. Uh, but take us into the kind of what you're seeing in terms of, you know, change, like what, what users need now that maybe, maybe two years ago they didn't need or, or, or was maybe it was on the roadmap, <laughs> but you, you know, didn't, there wasn't a whole lot of pressure to build certain, certain things or certain features, but now you're like, okay, we need to, we need to, we need to ramp these certain things up. I think one of the, the things we've seen ramp up is um, customers employing multiple work models. So whereas oh, in, yes. some, in some cases, we, we used to see clients that only wanted global payroll, meaning that they would have their own legal entities um, in, those, in those countries, but then we would run the payroll for them. Right. Um, uh, or then a, a different client might only have global employment outsourcing, meaning that we would own the local entities, but for all countries. Now what we're seeing is hybrids. So they will have some global payroll, some uh, global employment. Um, they'll have us uh, on board just to do uh, uh, legislative work and, and administrative work as well. So, so we've, we've started to see folks adapt a, a little bit. Oh, in that's addition, interesting. Yeah. It, and, and in addition to that, they've also started to explore a lot more gig working. I've, I've seen, right. I've seen more um, uh, employers try to uh, try to find talent wherever they can. Um, and, and, and I think, I think that it just speaks to the fact that the, the talent market is really tight. Um, people have trouble finding exactly what they need, um, especially if they're only looking near their headquarters. So going global is has become kind of a priority for most companies. I, you know, I love that, and that's and I, would, I don't want to assume this, but that's country by country, right? Or does it get more nuanced into like regions and things like that? So yeah, it's, it, it would be country by country, right? Uh, in, in terms of their 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 particular strategy, usually, right? Um, because once you have a, a particular strategy in a in a country, you, you tend to you, you tend to have to back that. Um, uh, from a legal and compliance right, standpoint. Right, right, right. So you can't buy, you don't necessarily bifurcate 
if you were dealing with Nigeria, you wouldn't bifurcate different areas of Nigeria. You'd have the company compliance for Nigeria and then go from there. Okay. I got, I got that. Um, what's let's, uh, you know, with the, with the platform itself as it is right now, because I, I know you've, you're going to have your heads down you're going to do all kinds of fun stuff in the future, which, you know, we don't need to get into, but what's your favorite part of the, when, the, you know, when you dug into this, what was your favorite part of the platform? What's your favorite part of the technology as it is right now? Hmm. It's like asking you who's your favorite kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the way that we, um, I think the way that we make it easy for clients to customize mm. is, 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 a, is a key differentiator for us. One of our mottos around here, if you will, is yes, how. So whenever a customer mm. comes to us with a particular um, ask, our response is usually, yes, here's how we would do it. So we always, we, we kind of have a motto of trying to figure out the ways to, 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 to make it easy for customers. And I think that the reason why that is the case is because in HR, we don't have lots of standards, um, globally at least. So if you're dealing with global workforce, by nature, you're dealing with variation. And so you have to build in customizability you have to design for change. Um, you have to expect that, you know, a law that's on the books today might change tomorrow. So you have to make sure that, that your system is able to be configured and updated quickly and easily. Um, and to be able to audit all the change that happens in the system as well. So I think, I think that's probably the quality of the system I like best. I love that. Now, the countries uh, that we're operating in, what, what are they right now? I mean, the, the number. So we have uh, our own uh, our own offices, our own legal entities in over seventy countries, and we operate in over one hundred and fifty. Wow, that's fantastic! Um, and you know, the the just doing payroll in one hundred and fifty countries, it's explaining that to folks that they understand the payroll libraries and the, what what goes on. This stuff changes you know, in seconds, when you're doing with something that's like 150 countries, it's complex enough to just do American payroll, but <laughs> to then add on to that, uh, 149 other countries, I can't even imagine. Um, do you see uh, industries where there's just more growth in those industries right now in terms of, of uh, you know, y'all's model? Well, for a long time, it's it's been the the gazelles. So right. I wouldn't necessarily say an industry, but it's fast growth companies that tend to have ROI attached to people. So basically right. the, the limiting factor for them to be able to achieve the kind of growth that they need to achieve is, can I get the people? And so those are the, those are the folks that are going to be stepping out of the standard muscle memory of um, whatever their their current channel is, and exploring things like global employment um, options. If if someone's never done global employment before, and I'm you know being an HR practitioner, and they've never just never been down this road, and their company is now exploring it, what are some of the things that they should uh, they should be asking companies like Safeguard? What do, what questions that they should ask, or even just Thinking about data, like what this, you know, you're about to enter a brave new world, what should they be thinking about? 
Well, recently I stepped back trying to assess my own learnings from the last year of being a safeguard. Right. And, and it came down to three pillars. I'd say the number one would be people and culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, ha- you have to, if you're gonna, if you're going to to have a global workforce, then you need to have the leadership in place that understands and respects differences and builds teams with those in mind. Hmm. So that's a really key pillar. Um, The second thing is uh, really about architecture. So the design of your technology systems will limit um, how fast you can scale and grow. And that's one thing that Safeguard helps to solve, but um, you know, there's other ways of doing it as well. And then, uh, then there's designing the right problem. So HR is such a wide variety of different things that someone could do. So as, as I said before, you can analyze, recruit, hire, manage, and pay. You've got all these different things that a, that, that a team could work on. Um, figure out what is the right problem for you to solve at that moment, whether it's, you know, um, getting the right um, uh, emerging technology skill into your organization, or if it's about scaling quickly, try to figure out exactly what that right problem is, and then focus all of your energy on that, and then try to, you know, push out a lot of the friction areas get rid of those so that you could really focus on where your core problem is. So I'd say those are the, those are the three things that I, I, I focus on the most. I love all three of those. It, it's, it's not like we'd use these as knockout questions in sales, but to some degree, all three of these are going to be important for the success of safeguard with a particular client, you know, over the long term. I mean, you, you can be successful with anybody for six months, but over the long term, all three of these pillars have to be kind of in aligned. Yes, absolutely. I think, and and especially for fast growth organizations, yeah, it's, it's certainly not. It's not easy. Um, no, going going global, while necessary, um, it does require thought, discipline, good leadership, all those sorts of things um, that uh, um, you would expect from a high growth company. I wonder if there, if there's, uh, if if you see and 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 or if there's a place for just someone that's a, a you know a chief grow, a global officer or someone that's basically that's their task is global expansion, and in the sense of like traditionally when we think of when we just think of payroll and you know y'all are much more larger than just payroll but when we think of payroll and even global payroll it gets kind of siloed off into payroll and 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 i'm not sure they have the mindset with those three pillars i'm not sure they have the mindset to understand kind of those three pillars but so it almost takes like a different executive or a different group of people to think of this and to be able to think about truly becoming a global business do i have that that right or am i am i off uh, absolutely i mean it's a it's broader than just paying people right the whole end-to-end cycle. And that involves the hiring managers, involves the leadership that comes up with some strategies and really gets behind it and supports it. Um, you know, the, the HR experts and, and how they source and, and, and support talent around the world, how you perform your onboarding is really, is really critical as well to help set people, you know, if you're all remote um, and you're coming from different cultures, 
that first experience with your com- your company is going to be very critical to the success of that of that person. So you know your whole system, you need to reevaluate it, um, and, and it takes it takes really the whole company getting on board. That it can't be just one function. I, I 100% agree. I think you, that's well said. Um, how do y'all deal with language, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the system itself and or because we're helping people, again, with people and culture. If we're dealing with, again, pick, a, pick any of the countries you like, Vietnam, done. Now, now some folks are going to be more Vietnamese. Uh, their language is going to be Vietnamese first, English second. Um, how do y'all interact with that? How do you help your customers interact with that? It's probably a better way of phrasing that. So one of the so when we started out, um, we were localized to a few different regions, and what we realized is that, uh, as you as you kind of say in your question, really having the local expertise, having someone that could speak to you in the local language that understands um, the complexities of like a of a of a Spanish. Uh, employment contract or a Brazilian employment contract, it won't necessarily be the same person. So putting putting people on the ground has been a strategy for the last five years. And that's one of the reasons why we have more uh, local presence than, than I think any of our competitors. I think that's genius <laughs> on all levels. Just genius. Last thing, uh, Durian, and just in your year of of, uh, of being there and being witness uh, to some of the growth, what's your favorite customer story without without brand names and, and stuff like that? Just just the way that they've used Safeguard, and you're like, okay, yeah, they, this this is fantastic. Uh, we have one we have one customer I can think of that has really run the gamut of all our different services. So all of the analyze, recruit, hire, manage, and pay. So they've been a partner with us, came on board to have one, basically to have one worker in a country. And then slowly thereafter, they started to expand and have more workers. And then they started to trust us and said, hey, how could we transform our our, our workforce? How could we think uh, about being more of a global company. And then we started to expand into thinking about ASO. So that's helping them bring on their own entities in a country where they had more, where they had more workers and also global payroll. So once they, once they had that entity set up, we just do the payroll for them and, and helping them um, basically have a very efficient process and scale with us um, and solve their everything from their analytics problems, understanding uh, gender pay gap within their their payroll, understanding um, uh, just basic demographic information gave them insight into their into their workforce that they couldn't get anywhere else. And I, I think that that's just a great story of us kind of leveraging all the tools in our toolkit for our customer. You know what I love about that is you know you start with something and you, and you build trust. Uh, so so you, you start with something and you do it well, okay, and then and then you start you build start building trust, and then y'all. Uh, what I love about this is y'all are agile enough and adaptive enough to then as they grow and need different things, you can morph with them and change with them, which I, I think is the best way of doing business. So thank you so much, Drew. Thank you for your time and your wisdom. I appreciate it. Nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.